With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Well, I went to, to church this morning, like I had uh, mentioned earlier, and, and, it, and it was great. You know, uh, when you go to the South, it's, it's great because you got to all mix, mix your kind of uh, churches. And um, there's a lot of Baptist churches around here, but we went to an Assemblies of God this morning. And then, let me tell you, those brothers and sisters can pray and they can worship. There's a lot of hand raising. There's a lot of amens. And uh, it was really great. And <clears throat> something struck me as I was sitting there and then I was standing you and I were made to worship. Do you ever think about that? Like, like some people say, well, I don't believe in God. And like, I feel bad. I feel, I feel sorry and I feel sad for people who never have the experience of, of stepping into a place of worshiping God. It would kind of like, to me, it's like if the sun never had a chance to shine. If the, if, if, if snow never had an opportunity to fall and, and, and grace those mountaintops and those, those pine tree branches, if flowers never had an opportunity to bloom. And it's the same thing when human beings made in the image of God never experience what it's like to worship their creator. We were made to worship. God tells us that in his word, just as the sun was made to shine, just as the rain was made to fall and water the ground. And just as these flowers that I just went over there and picked were made to bloom, to bring delight to, to your eyes and mine and, and the fragrance to, to come from them. You and I were made to worship God. And there's something special that happens when we enter into the presence of God and, and we worship him and we worship him in our heart with, you know, it's, it's, it's a spiritual thing. It's a, it's a supernatural thing. And it's part of who we are. Uh, we're, we're body, we're mind and we're spirit. And if we leave the spirit, uh, we leave the spirit out of the deal. We're, we're not fully alive. And so, Today, we're going to take communion together. And uh, for those of you who are familiar with the, the Christian tradition of communion, this is a, a sacred and special thing. Uh, for those of you who, who are not, I, I want to explain it a little bit to you. God made us to be friends with him. God made us <clears throat> and he wants us to know him. When we read in the book of Genesis, uh, God walked with Adam in the garden. And all throughout the, the, the nation of Israel in the Old Testament, you see God dwelling with his people in the form of his spirit in the temple. And the whole idea was that God would lead them and God would be with them. And then ultimately in the fullest manifestation of his wanting to be with his people, he came to us in the person of Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And the word Emmanuel that we say so often at Christmas time means God with us. God desires to commune with his children.
Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare Ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And if you've come to him by faith, then he desires to be with you and to walk with you, and to lead you by day and at night. And that's what communion is is symbolizing tonight. Now, one of the things that is important to know before you take communion is that God tells us to examine our hearts and and, and to remind ourselves that we're we're not worthy of these things. Now, this isn't magic wine. It's not magic bread. They're symbols that represent the body of Jesus. He said that he was the, the, the true bread that came down from heaven and that his body would be broken, speaking of his death on the cross. And, and this wine represents his blood. And this would be the blood that he would shed, that he would spill, that would be the symbol of the new covenant of God's people with, with the creator. And we're not worthy to to take these symbols because we've separated ourselves from him through our selfishness. Turn on the news and there's ample evidence of man going bad. The very first commandment is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. I've not done that. Have you? Have you loved him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, all of the time? None of us have done that. And so we violated the very first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Have you always valued other people higher than yourself? Ask the people who are closest to you for an honest answer on that. And it's pretty easy to see that that we're in need of God's forgiveness. And so he tells us to humble ourselves before him and and ask him for that forgiveness and turn to him with a, a, a new desire to want to, to, to obey his word. And when we come to him with, with, with faith, childlike faith, turning from our sin, he says that he'll forgive us and he'll heal us and he'll transform us from the inside. And so that's what we're doing when we take communion. God is saying to us, not only do I want you to come to me, he's saying, I made a way for you to come to me. I became a man. And I lived the life you couldn't live and I voluntarily laid it down to pay the price for your sin so that you could live and have eternal life. 
So if you'll get these ready, we're going to partake of this together. Uh, I just want to say, first of all, Lord, we, uh, we need your forgiveness. Lord, we, we, uh, we, we need you to change us. God, we ask for you to hear our prayers tonight when we take this communion. And, and we ask you to heal us in our hearts, in our homes. We ask you to heal our land. Jesus said, remember me when you take of these, these symbols. And you know, for 1,500 years, the Jewish people had taken their Passover elements of wine and bread, which is uh, what, what Jesus and his disciples were doing on that last supper before he was crucified. And he said, but, but remember me. Before that, they had remembered Egypt and their slavery in Egypt and how God had rescued them from Egypt and how the, the angel of, of death had passed over those who put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of the house. But Jesus said that he was going to be the spotless lamb of God that would take away the sin of the world once and for all. And he said, remember me, because these are now going to be, become the symbols of the new and the everlasting covenant. So remember that Jesus's body was broken so that we could be made whole. And remember that his blood was spilled so that we could live. And now we're not dead in trespasses and sins anymore. We've been made alive and we're seated together with him in heavenly places. And he's ruling, he's reigning, he's on his throne and he is sending revival into the hearts of his people. You and I don't just have pie in the sky hope. We have a real living hope because we have a real living savior. He conquered sin, he conquered death, and he conquered hell. And he can deal with the problems that we have now. He just asks for us to walk with him. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.